Welcome to another episode of the Art of Visuals podcast. My name is Prince and I am your host. And today's guest is my good friend, Madeline Garrett. Welcome to the show, Madeline. Thanks, Prince. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Why don't you uh, Why don't you share a little bit more information about yourself with the audience? I'm 23 years old. I grew up in Boise, Idaho. Um, I originally lived there. I went to high school there, and then I, I moved to um, San Diego after I graduated high school, and have been here since then. I got into photography about five years ago after I moved to San Diego. I've always had like the artistic eye and, and did a lot of drawing and stuff back in the day and then photography kind of just came to me and, and uh, I started started taking photos. Nice. So why did you get into photography? You know, originally it started out with su- pictures of sunsets. You know, I, I just like always had a thing for that and and it's pretty, you know, common in that sense and just like the colors and everything and I I started taking those photos and kind of led to a bunch of other stuff after that nice so you got it in photography you were having fun with it what other doors it sounds like it opened up some other doors for you uh what are some of those other opportunities yeah well i i got to go to school for photography and um you know i kind of was just doing it on the side while i was working and stuff and then this last year i just I just took off to Southeast Asia by myself and and got to experience that and take photos along the way, you know, and it's just opening a lot. Just the more I do it, the more connections I make, the more people I meet and the more I learn as I go. Nice. So it sounds like photography uh, in a way has been a been a vehicle for for travel for you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love it. Well, let's get into some of this travel because you are a pretty awesome person and you've done what most people are afraid to do and that's travel to foreign countries by yourself as a woman Mm -hmm. so with that said what is it like traveling to southeast asia as a single woman and taking photos and adventuring what was that like you know it was probably the most life-changing experience i've ever had just because you're you're completely by yourself and you have nothing, no one that you know around you. And you're just so like you, it just like forces you to be present in the moment and be like conscious of everything that's going on, you know? And, um, you really just have to trust your gut with, with everything and just go with what feels right. And it was like, it was the most amazing experience. So was there any point before, like up before you decided to take off on the plane uh, where you were afraid or thought maybe this isn't the right thing to do by myself? Yeah. So my family was freaking out. They were like, don't go. Like, that's so dangerous. Don't you realize how dangerous it is? And I was like, I know. Like, But I also, I did my research too. Like I wanted to make sure I, I wasn't getting into something I didn't prepare for. And I read a lot of travel blogs and and all these reviews and stuff. And everyone seemed to be like super positive and had good, helpful tips. But I was, I mean, I was nervous. Like when I, as soon as I got on the plane, I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm really doing this. Like I'm, I'm going by myself. (laughs) So what was the feeling like you're on the plane? You're like, wow, I'm in the air. I'm by myself. I'm doing this. What was it like once you touched down in Southeast Asia and where did you land? Like where was the first destination? 
So I flew from San Francisco to Singapore and that was like, I want to say it was like 16 hours. And, um, I had a layover in Singapore and I'm the Singapore airport is probably the coolest airport I've ever been to super modern. And like, they have like a movie theater in there and like shopping. It's pretty cool. And so I like was able to just kind of distract myself before I got there and I got to sleep and, and kind of just like chill out before I actually got to Thailand, which is where I ended up going for two months. But I mean, it was just overwhelming. I was like, whoa, this is, this is really happening. <laughs> that's incredible. So you land in Singapore and that's just, is that where you were getting off or was that a connecting flight? It was a connecting flight. Okay. And the next stop is? So I ended up in Bangkok and then from Bangkok, I flew down to Koh Samui, which is um, an island in Thailand. Okay. You know, as soon as I got there, I was, I mean, what I basically what I did was I had a plan for a week and, and um, then from then on, I just was going to kind of wing it after that week. And so I got there and I um, stayed at a hotel and then the next day I went to this yoga retreat. And so I had that plan. So I was able to get like settled and kind of like get used to things before I just went off on my own. But um, yeah, I mean, it was it was really cool. So you had a, a slight agenda for the first week. And then basically after that, it was a free for all. Yeah. Mm hmm. And what did you I mean, what did you do to occupy your time? I mean, that's a Yeah, that's just I, I'm really curious of like what the experience was like. So you're there, you have this plan. And how were you spending your time? After the yoga retreat, I mean, like social media is so helpful. I, I actually met up with a friend who just so happened to be on the same island as me. And but she had she was leaving the next day. But two of her friends from Wisconsin were there and they're like, oh, come travel with us. And I was like, OK, why not? Like, I'm, you know, and just kind of going with whatever fell into my lap. And so it was just like it worked out perfectly. And I traveled with them for a few days and. And, you know, kind of just did my own thing after that. And I really just like whatever came to me, I would just do, you know. Absolutely. So just kind of going with the flow. Yeah. So did you use Instagram or any other apps or social media to, you know, to con to help connect you with people while you were out there? Yeah. I mean, I think Facebook was really big because I'd have friends that would reach out to me and be like, oh, I'm going there soon. Like, or I have a friend that's there. And, um, that was really cool, but most of all, just going to hostels and stuff was where I met the most people and, and I was able to, you know, travel a bit with them. Any tips on breaking the ice with locals in foreign countries? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people don't speak English or they have really broken English. Um, I mean, the best thing you can do is just smile and just say hello in their language. And, and I mean, for the most part, everyone is really nice you know, and, and just be respectful. That's, you know, I just learned like the things that they like were respectful to them. Like you take your shoes off every time you enter a building. And at first I didn't know that. And then I, I quickly learned that. So just out of respect, you just, you know, you do simple things like that and, and everyone seems to really like you. So thank you. That was really nice. Cause I, I feel like most, I mean, most people don't even here don't know how to go up to strangers and just <laughs> you know, meet new people, let alone meeting new people in a foreign country seems like it'd be an extremely difficult task. Mm -hmm. uh, so kudos to you. Thanks. How was it, you know, being in a foreign country with, uh, I mean, were you ever nervous at all having your camera equipment? I know that's something that I often hear people say is that, you know, they want to travel and go to these places, but they're also afraid to travel with 
thousands of dollars in gear and kind of fearful of having that stuff stolen. Yeah. So what I did, I didn't bring a whole lot. I just brought like an old camera of mine and then I had my GoPro and I, I invested in the new GoPro. And like, honestly, that's what really, really helped me because I didn't have to worry about really losing like a whole lot. And, um, yeah, I was, I, I mean, I was a little nervous in that sense too. And so I didn't bring like more equipment than, than that. Gotcha. Were there any times that you felt uncomfortable or was it way more relaxed than you thought it would be like being out there with expensive cameras and using that stuff on a daily basis? Well, you know, I, there were definitely some times I felt uncomfortable and, you know, I quickly just like learned that, for example, like I can't go and like walk around at night by myself in certain areas, just like, you know, here in the States as well. And I I mean, I was backpacking. So like, I kind of dressed like I had no money. Like I was just like going and I didn't shower, you know, like how, how it is. And people like, well, they're, they're mostly like trying to hustle people that are like more touristy that have money. And so no one really bothered me in that sense. But just as far as like walking by myself at night and stuff, like I always had to make up random stories to tell people. Like I never really told anyone I was alone. I would just be like, Oh, I'm meeting my friend or, you know, my boyfriend's back at the hotel, you know, just stuff like that where people, cause people like get really like alarmed when you're like, yeah, I'm traveling by myself. Gotcha. So that's really yeah. smart. Almost like a, you know, security feature rather than like, obviously you're traveling alone, but rather than telling people that you just kind of always play it as if you're with a boyfriend or a group of friends that way, no one's getting any weird ideas. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good tip. You said that you're on a, a budget. How did you, Hey, what did it cost you to go to, to Southeast Asia for three months? I definitely like spent some money. Like, I mean, comparatively, it wasn't a lot of money, but I, I definitely like wasn't super conservative with my money. Like, cause I, you know, there were times where I'd, I'd, um, rough it and stay in like really like cheap hostels for like five bucks a night. And then I sometimes would be like, Oh, I want to get a hotel and spend like 40 bucks a night, which is like a five-star hotel here. But I think ultimately I spent, I want to say around like $3,000 for three months, but I even came back with a little bit of money and I'm not exactly sure the amount, but and that's, that was including flights and stuff too. Wow. So yeah. that's incredible. I, I, I always hear the the number that, you know, you can travel the world for a thousand dollars a month, but it just seems so unrealistic. And then you hear these stories like you, like, yeah, for a little less than $3,000, I hung out in Southeast Asia for three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, d- sorry. I mean, it's just, it's so much cheaper there. Like you can live off you know, you can get a meal there for $3, you know, and you probably could spend like 10 bucks and live like 10 bucks a day and live like pretty comfortably. That's incredible. That's why Southeast Asia is on my bucket list. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. <laughs> so do you have any tips or tricks, like anything that you did to, to kind of save money, any type of travel hacking or whatever you want to call it? Um, as far as saving money, I... I just like worked really hard and I set this goal and that was like the only thing that I really had in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to do this just for this amount of time. And then I'm going to go. That's just kind of how I am. Like I like working super hard for short periods of time and then having like free time to do what I want rather than just working like a, like a nine to five, you know? Absolutely. What was it like living 
in Southeast Asia for three months. Maybe walk me through what like a normal a normal day was like. Okay, so for example, I met these these two girls that are from Holland, and we traveled a little bit together. And um, one day we woke up super early and went on a a boat tour to another island and they like take you there and you get to like have a couple hours to walk around and explore and do some shopping. And we ended up doing some snorkeling and just being like a total tourist, but it was so fun. And then, um, you know, other days I would, you know, go to temples and walk around and just kind of like experience it. And they have like a lot of markets and, um, they have Thai massages like that are only $5. And so I probably got a massage like almost every day. <laughs> how long, how long is the massage for? Uh, it's like an hour. Wow. That's yeah. so nice. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, I did, so, I just did so many different things from like, from zip lining to going and seeing elephants and, you know, boat tours and, there's just like, there's so much to do. And, and some days I'd be completely exhausted and I would just like want to hang out. <laughs> what did, uh, I guess, what was your favorite place in Southeast Asia and why? I, my favorite place was um, this place in Thailand called Pai. It's in Northern Thailand. And it's like, you have to take this little bus to get up there. It's like a three hour drive from the main city, Chiang Mai. And um, it was my absolute favorite place because it's like this small little village. It's more of like a backpack, pack, sorry, backpackers town where only backpackers go. And um, and it it's just it was just like amazing. It's up in the mountains, and um, I got to experience. I got to meet. I probably met the most people there just because it was so small, and people are way more friendly. And um, I also got to stay with uh, this family that I met, and they were the nicest people and, and they invited me to stay in their home and taught me how to cook Thai food. That's so awesome. So you just totally <laughs> opened yourself up to the culture and just open to the experience. What was that experience mm -hmm. like living, you know, staying a few nights with the foreign family? It was really, it was really cool. So they own this bungalow and basically they told me that they had overbooked it and that they offered me to stay in their home and their daughter is the same age as me. And she had been an exchange student in the U.S. Um, when she was in high school. So she knew a good amount of English. And um, me and her just, like, talked and, like, hung out. And and um, her mom had said, you you can stay with us. And I, I was like, no, 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 it's okay. I don't want to, like, intrude or anything. And one thing that I noticed is, like, when you say no, it's, like, almost, like, insulting to them. So you have to be like, okay, like, of course. And they, lo and they love it. And they love taking care of you and, and feeding you and making sure you're, like, okay. And it was so it was so nice to experience something like that, you know? That's beautiful. So they're just really – it sounds like they're really authentic people over there and that when they invite you to do something or try something or stay with them, that they mean it. So don't turn it down. It's not like in America where – you know, people just say those things just to be nice. Like, oh, if you need a place to crash, you know, you can stay with me in the back of your mind. You're like, yeah, get a hotel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're they're very authentic people. What is like a single person on a three month trip? Like, what do you pack? What does that even what does that look like? What do you bring? Oh, my gosh. I totally overpacked originally. Um, I brought a 65 milliliter backpack and rolled up all my clothes and like just like random things that I needed and then when I got there I was like I do not need this much stuff and um 
So I gave away about half my clothes to like some of the locals. You know, I was like, I don't need any of this. And like, I brought like a sweatshirt and I'm like, I, it's so hot here. Why did I even bring that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yeah, it was cool. I mean, I, and then I ended up just buying stuff. So my backpack got filled up again and it was like, but I mean, you really like need maybe three outfits and that's about it. <laughs> so if you had to do it all over again, you'd pack, what would you pack? Give us a quick um, rundown. I probably would pack a pair of sandals and then some like hiking shoes or tennis shoes and then like three or four pairs of shorts, t-shirts, and I think, I don't know, pajamas and that would be it. Nice. So basically just like a few quality items. Yeah. You know, yeah. And then, but, and also it's like, if you forget something, they have it over there for like 10 times cheaper. So like if you forgot like a toothbrush or something, they have it over there. So what are the, uh, I guess what type of consumer products, this is like such a selfish question, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like some, some countries it's like, oh yeah, you can go over here and you can buy a bunch of tennis shoes. Like the Nikes that cost $150 in the U S only cost 15 bucks here. Like, was there anything specific that stood out where you're like, wow, like that is so expensive back home and this is so cheap. I should totally just buy a bunch of this and ship it back. Yeah, you know what? Actually, um, they had a bunch of Yeezys over there, and some of them were fake, but some of them looked pretty real. And like, those are really expensive here, and they were like, I want to say maybe thirty bucks there. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, the Yeezys. I was like, I've never even seen these before, but they look pretty cool. <laughs> so, what was the what was the most adventurous thing you did on that trip? Well. You know, in th- I was in Thailand and then I randomly just got the urge to go to Indonesia and I just bought a ticket without even thinking ahead. And um, I bought a flight to Indonesia after the end of my trip in Thailand and just went there. And I mean, there was so much I did that was adventurous. Like, I think just the trip in itself was like a huge adventure. That's awesome. What was the scary? Did you have anything like, did anything bad happen? Like, did was there a moment where you were like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, I mean, thinking back on it, I I had a moment where I I took a cab and the guy had a really, really broken English and was, he was trying to like make conversation with me and, and just, I want to say he was just saying random words because it didn't make any sense. And, and I was like trying to be like, Oh yeah. And then he was driving me to my hotel and all of a sudden he said something like, oops, I passed it. And I was like, what? And he like started to laugh and I was like, what do you mean you passed it? And he just like ignored me. And I was like, are you going to turn around? And he's like, just ignoring me. And then he's like, what? Turn around. Like, what does that mean? And I was like, turn around. Like, what are, what's happening? Where are we going? And then he like got on the phone with his friend and I heard him like laughing and talking in Thai. And then he said something like turn around and started laughing. And I was like, oh my God, this is it. I'm going to die. This is it. <laughs> and and finally I, I like kind of like raised my voice a little bit because I've noticed that like you like the more assertive you are and stuff the more people won't try to like take advantage of you or, or mess with you and he finally was like no 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 we're going we're going to the right place and so I, I have no no idea why he said he passed passed the hotel and then like laughed and stuff but it like totally freaked me out because I've seen way too many like movies where like girls get kidnapped and stuff. And a lot of people put that like in my head when I was before I left. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, but it turned out to be fine. And other than that, I didn't really have anything super sketchy happen. Wow. Well, I'm glad that 
worked out for you. But yeah, that had to have been terrifying in that moment. Like <laughs> just listening to that story, I'm like, geez, like yeah, extremely it, uncomfortable. But it sounds like so, you know, at least in Southeast Asia, the more confident and assertive you are, the more, the, the less leeway, I guess, you leave for them to take advantage of you. Mm-hmm, exactly. And someone also gave me a good tip that before you get into a cab, you take a photo of their license plate and you send it to like two or three people. And I mean, even, you know, in the US or whatever. And, and that was like a really good tip that I learned after the fact. Just, you know, you never know. And, um, and that was a, a good experience to, you know, learn that and, and know that. So, okay. Any, that's a, I mean, that's another great tip. Any other safety precautions for the single ladies out there doing their Beyonce in Thailand? Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't drink when I was over there. I know that there's a lot of situations where like girls will drink and, you know, bad things will happen. But I mean, I definitely went out to like clubs and stuff and, and dance, but I was just more like, I had to be more like aware of my surroundings and stuff because I was by myself and I didn't, and I was in a different country. Gotcha. So play it smart. Don't be a dumb American and go out there and get drunk and sloppy (laughs) and, you know, act as if you're just at your local pub because, you know, dangerous things do happen when you're out there drinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, and it's a huge party country, you know, people go, from all over the world to go party there. And, and it's really fun. I had a lot of fun going out and stuff, but yeah, just, you know, just common sense, I guess. Did you get a chance to run into like the digital nomad community out there? I know there's like a, like there's quite a bit of Americans in somewhere in Thailand, right? Yeah. That's actually in, in Chiang Mai, which is Northern Thailand. And it's like a huge community, like of people that run online businesses from there. And, um, I met a lot of people that were bloggers and, people that just, you know, were able to travel while they worked, which is like such an inspiration. I want to be able to do that someday. What was that like, I guess, checking out that community and meeting those people? It was really exciting because everyone just has this, the same like mindset, just like this joyful, like adventurous mindset where they don't want to live like the like nine to five life. And they're able to, they, they were able to like figure out a way to make that work where they can like live an amazing life and then, you know, still not have to actually feel like it's work, you know? Absolutely. What are, what are a few lessons that you learned traveling abroad by yourself? I learned a lot about myself. I learned that us Americans aren't the center of the world and that, you know, we live in such an amazing place here and that like, but we have it so good and being over there, it was a huge eye opener being like, wow, these people are so happy and they have so much less than we do and it made me really like think about like all the the times that I was like upset about like super dumb things and I'm like wow like this puts it in perspective like you know life is the these people are so happy and they don't you know they don't deal with the same things we do and like that's just a really big inspiration you know so traveling has made you much more grateful and appreciative person Yeah. And it's really humbling, you know, because they're so happy. And a lot of times, especially in Thailand, there's these families that live in one room and they like some of them sleep on the floor, some of them sleep on a bed. And it's like families of five or six people and and they're so happy. And family is like their number one priority. That's easy to get like 
drift away from, especially in the U S because like people move and, and do their own thing and stuff. But it was really, it was a really cool thing to learn that. Yeah, that's beautiful. I know. Uh, yeah. And I've heard lots of stories about how family is, is the center, the center of everyone's attention in, in, in a lot of foreign countries. And it's funny because living with your family is completely normal, even in one room. And even historically, like there was a time when, you know, Americans, you know, would all share a room. And it's just funny mm-hmm. where we are today, where it's like, you're, it's a shit, you know, you're, you're looked down upon if you live with your parents, like everyone has their own house and their own space. And then me, my, it's like, it just seems very selfish, uh, the mm-hmm. way that we live, you know, after meeting. And I haven't even had the chance to, to get outside the country like you have, but just from meeting friends from other countries visiting here and, and, and just hearing their stories, it's really interesting. Yeah, definitely. What would you say some of the advantages of traveling alone are? One thing I really enjoyed was that I was able to do whatever I wanted and I didn't have to worry about anyone else. I mean, it it seems like it wouldn't be that hard if you were traveling with someone else, but you definitely like have like are somewhat accountable for another person and I only I mean it's a little selfish saying that, but I only had to worry about myself and like what I was doing and um and I had all that time to learn about myself because I've I've always been with people my whole life and to be completely on my own and independent like that was really cool to see like certain habits and stuff I had that I wasn't aware of, you know? Absolutely. What were some of the disadvantages you think of traveling alone? You know, uh, I think I did get a little bit lonely at certain times as far as like missing home and just like everything here. But I mean, I quickly like would get over it, you know, but just there are moments where like, Oh, I like kind of wish I was home. I I wish I could tell all my friends about this experience right now. Like, this is so cool. I wish they were here kind of thing. And, but I mean, other than that, I think, you know, it was pretty positive. Nice. What was it like? How did, I guess, how did traveling to Southeast Asia, how did that affect your photography? Oh, wow. It, it really like, opened my eyes to a lot more and just I I saw so much more beauty and things that I normally probably wouldn't have saw if I were you know here in people and and in you know nature and just like little things there that is like a common thing for them that I thought was so cool and so beautiful that they like probably wouldn't have noticed you know Mm -hmm. what about I mean was the uh do you feel like you're more inspired uh when you're in these types of environments oh yeah yeah, it's um, just because it's so new, you know, and you want to experience it all and, and capture it all. And I mean, for me, it was like overwhelming. There were there were times where I had to like put my stuff away and just like sit there and just like be with like what I was like surrounded by because I just didn't want to like lose that moment, you know, and there and it was just like I had to just take it all in. Absolutely. And talking about, you know, times where you just needed to take it all in. Why do you think it's important to make sure that you have those moments of complete presence when you're traveling? Uh, just to, you know, experience it. It's one thing to take photos. And, and when you show those photos, people just see the photo and to sit there with it and be like, okay, well, this is what I see. This is what I hear. This is what I smell. This is what I feel, you know, and just be conscious of like all of the five senses. It just creates so much more of like a profound image to me like if I look back on photos that I took I'm like wow like I remember this moment and everything like outside of just the photo absolutely 
obviously you you love the travel and it's really badass that you do it by yourself uh i really admire you for that that's something that uh, i've always wanted to do thank you for the sole reason of what you said like there's i don't know i'm a very independent person i have like a very maverick type mentality and so being able just to do whatever you want to do without you know always trying to check in with another person looking out for another person it really does make all the difference it's just peaceful to be alone i enjoy being by myself a lot yeah i know i agree i mean i'm the same way and and in another country it's a whole other level in all your travels have you ever ran into uh any cool couples or unique people or anything like that that stood out to you? Yeah. So when I was traveling from Northern Thailand down to Bangkok, I, someone suggested I take the train, the night train, and I bought a ticket and it was probably like the most, the worst experience ever as far as sitting on a train with no air conditioning, like upright. And they didn't stop and like let, give you food or anything. It was 15 hours. And there was like first class and second class and third class. And I was in second class. And then third class had like literally 90 degree seats. And you had to sit like that for like 15 hours. And this girl comes up and sits next to me. And she goes, I wonder if we can move up here and sit. These these seats are so much better than back there. I was like, oh, yeah, you should do it. And I was just kind of like chatting with her. And, and I knew she was American and stuff. And and. We got to like hanging out with, I hung out with her and her boyfriend and stuff. And then a- after we got there, I was like, oh, let's connect on Facebook and stuff. And turns out she's Facebook friends with one of my really good friends. And I reached out to my friend. And I was like, oh, I just met these people. And she's like, that's so funny. I was going to reach out and tell you to meet up with them. And I'm like, that is just crazy because Thailand's so huge. And, and just like, I just so happened to meet them on a train, you know? That's incredible. It's like the, you know, that, that six degrees of separation. Yeah, definitely. Let's leave the audience with some words of wisdom. What advice do you have for, there's so many people sitting at home that wish they could travel. And just like myself included, we make up so many internal excuses on why we can or why we haven't, or we're going to do it when we reach this point, etc. What advice do you have for those people kind of on the fence of traveling? I mean, I suggest that don't don't let anything hold you back and, and just go for it. No matter what excuses you have, if it's fi- financial or, you know, you have a bunch of other stuff, you can always find a way to work around it. You know, I had some, some things that I had to like worry about, but I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go because right now is the time of my like life to do it. I'm young. I have not nearly as many responsibilities as I would if I were older, you know, mm-hmm. and, and just, you know, go for it and, and don't let fear paralyze you. Boom. Words <laughs> from Maddie. Appreciate you being on the show, Madeline. Thank you so much, Prince. Thank you for listening. Please share the Art of Visuals podcast with your friends and make sure to hit that subscribe button. Sharing is caring. You can follow Art of Visuals on Instagram at Art of Visuals or sign up for the Art of Visuals newsletter on artofvisuals.com. Join us next episode for more, but until then, let's continue to visually inspire the world together.